Hello and welcome to How to Start Up, a podcast for anyone starting a company. This is a collection of conversations with people who have all successfully started, run and even sold their own companies, sharing not only professional but personal experiences on what we should be doing now, next or never. Hosted by me, Juliet Fallowfield, founder of PR consultancy for startups Fallowfield and Mason. In today's episode, I'm joined by Olga Beckfuss, co-founder and CEO of Pocket Law, a Swedish startup now launching in the UK to enable SMEs to take care of their own legal matters. Having co-founded Pocket Law with her oldest childhood friend, Kira Unger, Olga explains how she and Kira separate work from their personal friendship and how they manage this dynamic within the business environment. Hi, Olga. Thank you so much for joining How to Start Up today. It would be great if you could start with a brief introduction as to who you are, your company, and why you started it. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Olga Beckfries. I'm one of the co-founders of Pocket Law. Pocket Law is a digital in-house lawyer, and we provide companies with an all-in-one digital solution to solve their everyday legal needs ranging from hiring, investments, managing data and privacy, or collaborating with partners. And when did you start it? So I founded the company together with one of my oldest childhood friends, Kira Unger, back in 2018. We've actually been best friends since the age of seven and ten, respectively. And the idea for Pocket Law came whilst Kira was working in M&A as a lawyer at a leading Nordic business law firm called Manemis Svartling. And she was seeing firsthand how companies were being overcharged for standardized repetitive tasks and how the fees charged by law firms, how they didn't really reflect the value that the customers received. And at the time, I was working as a management consultant at McKinsey, and I was focusing on digital strategy and advising companies on how technology could improve processes and efficiency. And basically, our complementary legal and strategic skill sets, we felt that it provided the perfect bedrock for starting a company like Pocket Law and transforming how legal services were provided to companies, providing them with more affordable and accessible alternative legal services. But were you not a little bit worried about starting a company with a friend? Did you have that chat at the beginning about what might happen to your friendship? Absolutely. So the first thing we did, we didn't draw it down on a paper, but the first thing we agreed on was that our friendship would always trump um, the business. And Whatever happened, we would always be friends, first and foremost, rather than colleagues. We were also super clear. We did set out some rules, and there's actually been one rule which has been very basic and, and simple, which is we always need to communicate proactively and be super transparent in how we feel, what we're experiencing, if there's any issues arising or if there's any sort of tension that we feel between one another. I mean, starting a business comes with a lot of pressure and you are under a lot of pressure from the start. So obviously there is a lot of tension just as it is. And it can sometimes be easy to confuse that with the tension between uh, you and the other person that you start your business with. So we've been super conscious about always lifting up potential questions or unclarities between one another, uh, being very proactive in our communication. And sometimes, you know, even when there hasn't been an issue, you always want to be on the safe side. In terms of the fact that it's 50-50, if you disagree on something, who is the final decision maker? 
We also have another rule, not outspokenly, but that is that we always listen to one another and there's not one single decision maker, but it's rather that we are really conscious about listening to the other person's standpoint and we are also very happy to change our minds. So we used to say that we have strong but flexible opinions. So we have very strong opinions, but we are very flexible in changing them if there's a reason to change them. How have you supported each other during that startup phase? It actually correlates. So if one is on a high, not that if one is on a high, the other one is on a low, but it tends to be that if someone is on a low, the other person is on a slightly more of a high. So you can carry one another and you can help one another. Is there something that you would advise founders to look for in a business partner? I would say that you should look for someone that is both similar and different to yourself. So similar when it comes to values and the overarching ambition for the company, but different when it comes to maybe skill sets, experiences, and in a way also way of working. Because what we have noticed is that we are so similar in so many ways. We are sharing the same ambition. We're sharing the same kind of energy levels, hunger. We love to push ourselves and always think three steps ahead. And we are never satisfied with what we have, but we always want to achieve even more. So we are similar in that sense, but we are also different in basically what we're good at or what we enjoy doing, which means that we can work really well together. And the differences also makes it really great because when we, for example, go on meetings together, we, you know, we complement one another in terms of thoughts and it's almost like we finish each other's sentences because one person thinks about one thing and then the other person thinks about something else. So it sounds really cheesy, but one plus one equals like 10 and not two. But you can really feel that if I call Kira and I have, you know, a new idea or something on my mind that I want to bounce with her, she comes up with a different idea and we just spin it forward. And the second thing is also that there's no one else besides Akira that will care about the company as much as, as you do in a way, like not even your partner at home, because you care so much with you and it is your life and it's your identity and it's everything. Sharing that with someone else just makes that pressure slightly less. I know something you're both passionate about at Pocket Law is incorporating greater gender diversity into businesses. Is there advice that you can offer new founders as to how they can begin to incorporate that in their team hires? I think you should always hire employees and the team based on skill sets and experiences that are relevant for the position. I don't think gender should be something driving your decision towards a hire. What you could do, though, to facilitate and encourage more gender diversity is to make sure that where you're looking and how you're looking for your next colleagues are in places where you could find greater diversity, both when it comes to gender, ethnicity, cultural backgrounds, etc., As two female founders, have you observed a different reaction in the marketplace to what you might assume two male founders would have? Luckily, my answer to that question is that we haven't noticed that much of a difference, which is great. It might be the case because we see ourselves as founders. We don't put a gender prefix before that. So we see ourselves as founders and we see ourselves as entrepreneurs. And I think maybe sometimes the way you define yourself and the way you see yourself has an impact on how other people sees you. In terms of starting a company, what would your advice be for somebody starting out? 
from the beginning, take your business really seriously and treat it as if it was a million dollar big business from the start. Kira and I, we have from the start been very conscious about having everything in place and, and making sure to do things the right way to make things, you know, professional and that's everything obviously legal not not only because we're running a legal tech company but because every company should make sure that you are compliant and you have everything in place when it comes to the right contracts and policies and legal documents so you don't need to have the headaches of having legal risks in your company but it's you know everything from accounting making sure that you have everything in place and that you are maybe getting the right help that you need to get everything in place since it's often not things that you know but it is easy in the beginning to feel like you are almost making things up and just playing and I think you will have the headaches later on if you don't make sure to get everything in place immediately or you will have less headaches at least if you make sure to get things right from the start and making sure that you are really professional and you are treating things seriously but then also the softer things such as getting the right processes in place we were very conscious to implement structures that we had learned from our previous workplaces and we both came from very big corporations serious big firms and we basically replicated what we had been brought up with and what we had been educated in doing and that's everything from having the right meeting structures in place with team check-ins and team checkouts having what we call retrospectives where you go through what has worked well what has worked less well having feedback sessions having workshops on company culture and what the yearly company goals should be and this can feel a bit weird in the beginning when you're just two or when you're just three or when you're just four people but actually having that in place as you grow will just make things so much easier getting the basics when it obviously comes to legal and accounting and tax and everything but also having the softer processes in place to grow into what will become a proper real business eventually I'd be interested to find out, have you both gone with the same candidates or have you had to negotiate each other in terms of who to bring into your team? Because that's a huge element around trust. Absolutely. And we have been very aligned in all the recruiting processes that we have gone through. And I think this is because we are sharing the same values and we are sharing the same vision and ambition for what we want the company to become. So when I say that we are sharing the same values, I think this heavily impacts the recruiting process because when we look at candidates, we look at three things. It's the skill sets that you have, the knowledge that you have about the particular topic or area that your role is addressing. And lastly, we look at qualities. So what qualities do you have as a candidate? And we both value the qualities much higher than the skills or the knowledge because the qualities shows what potential the candidate has. And we are very aligned in what qualities we think are the most important. Is there any other piece of advice that you'd like to offer somebody starting out? Something that you might have made a mistake with that you wish you'd learned? I think that's... Two things. One very practical, which is something that luckily never happened to us. But we now in hindsight, when we look back, we see that, you know, we could have been a target for this. And that is actually when you start your business, you are very vulnerable in the beginning because you have no track record or you don't know how the business, you know, will turn out. But you're also vulnerable because you don't have the experiences of, for example, taking in investments, recruiting, etc. And now I'm talking obviously about first time 
entrepreneurs. And when you're vulnerable, we noticed in the beginning that there was there were lots of people that came to us and said that they would help us with everything from you know, recruiting candidates to advising us on particular topics that were relevant for our business. But in exchange, they wanted equity in the company. And I think that's, it's very easy in the beginning to give away shares of your company because when you just started, it's not worth much, right? You should implement structures and processes that reflect the company where it will be in, you know, a five years time or 10 years time. You should also in the beginning think about equity and shares in your company where you think, you know, the value that you think is that the equity or the shares will have in five or 10 years time. And be really conscious about what you're giving away. I think only full-time employees or people offering cash for the equity should be who you should give out equity to. So that's my first quite practical advice. And my second more <laughs> soft advice would be try not to worry too much and be too impatient because it does take time. Be impatient because it's good. It's driving you forward and it gives you power and a force to to really put that last miles in or the last hours in of the day. But you should also just be a bit kind to yourself and just know that things take time and it, building a business doesn't happen overnight. What you read in, you know, in the media about all these success stories, about these companies suddenly exploding and being valued to billions in a year or so. I mean, that's not really the reality because people often tweak the stories and behind that company that has increased to billions in valuation is often a lot of years where people working long hours and uh, really putting in all their hearts and energy behind it. So just be a bit patient with yourself and kind to yourself and do not worry too much because... If you have the, the vision and the ambition, you will eventually get there. Thank you so much for your time and your advice. It's been really interesting and best of luck with Pocket Law's UK launch as well. Thank you so much. If you'd like to contact Olga, you'll find all of her details in the show notes, along with a recap of the advice that she has kindly shared. Thank you for listening to How to Start Up. I hope these conversations offer you some confidence, encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd be so appreciative if you were to rate, review and subscribe as it will really help other people starting a company discover it. 